Ahlan wa sahlan, benvenuti, falce, titambire. Welcome to the podcast series of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration through Languages and the Arts at the University of Glasgow. We bring you sounds about integration, languages, culture, society and identity. Welcome everybody to week two of the Spring School. My name is Bella Hoogveen and I'm the Arts Coordinator of the UNESCO RILA project. We have just had three days of in-person Spring School last week and we have now moved online for the second week. Tonight's presentation is called Music Fighting Labour Exploitation, the case of Orchestra dei Braccianti by Isabella Corvino. Isabella is a veteran. She presented at the first ever Spring School in 2018 and is now back to regale us with more tales of her work in integration and art. So a little bit about her. Isabella Corvino teaches sociology at the University of Perugia in Italy. She received her PhD from the University of Bologna after starting her career as a researcher of international cooperation and development studies in the field. Over the past 10 years, she has carried out research on recognition, otherness, belonging and gender, specifically from a sociological perspective. We are in the presence of greatness. Please welcome Isabella Corvino. <laughs> Thank you so much for your kind of work presentation. The case is Orchestra dei Braccianti, is here in Italy, Labors Orchestra. I'm Isabel Corvino from University of Perugia, and this is a project from Terra Association, association working with migrants, uh, with people working in lands. And um, this project uh, is made of um, 10 members from five different countries, from uh, Italy, Burkina Faso, Gambia, India, and Nigeria. So. It's very colorful and it's very powerful. Like uh, uh, no project else, it is made up of Italian autochthonous and foreign people, and this is quite a plus. Why this topic? Because uh, musicians, farmers, and workers are united in the same working life in agriculture. It's a very tough life. During the last pandemic, uh, in Italy, we had so many problems uh, trying to find workers for our agriculture and we made up our mind that we are always focusing migration in relation with cities uh, with the workers in industries and other sectors but they are really meaningful for us so music can be a powerful instrument of integration but why do we need it maybe because we try to focus our attention on people connecting their identity to their work. And we always forget that a person is always something more complex than what he does. Uh, the orchestra in this uh, particular case want to raise public awareness on the issue of illegal hiring and labor exploitation. You know, uh, in the Southern Mediterranean coast, uh, it is a very huge problem. They want absolutely to offer Italian and foreign women and men a way out of condition of poverty, precariousness, and violence. They uh, live a very uh, hard life with disease, with low paid, 
and um, they are suffering uh, an um, humiliating condition every day in their lives. This is an identity issue because we always forget, as I said, that I am is not what I do. And when we see people from Nigeria working in the fields, we always associate this kind of image to um, a position that is not a very good one. So social integration is not possible because we are not ready to socialize with people who are so much different from us. Their identity is deemed worthy and therefore is not recognized by autonomous and their values is associated to the concept of economic capital. So they have none and their identities have been commodified at all. So they are market object. Culture and art can reach people and support social change if we just listen to it. We have to raise awareness about uh, uh, labor exploitation and job segregation that are the basis of racism and uh, ethnicization of artwork. They take the life autonomous don't want to have. They suffer social imagination and they suffer of harm to human rights. So the precise diversity is the seed of inequality because we can be different, but this cannot have relation to our rights. So if we think about a Japanese workers or an Indian engineer, we think they are useful beings. They have marketable skills. But if you work in the field, maybe you are not useful enough because you do a humble work and you have very low marketable skills. You are trapped in a time trap. So you are obliged to work in the field, to have low paid, not to focus on yourself, on trying to find a new work, a new condition, and a new place to make your living. So the prevailing functionalist model uh, perceive migration as a temporary action because we don't want this kind of people staying with us. Uh, we want arms and not people. Um, this has to remain a contingent phenomenon. And we even don't figure out they can have friends, they can have families and they have hobbies they can join us in our city or fields with their qualities and their full identities they are not people so they have not human rights so why this is important to focus on segregation because it remains a legacy of racism and segregation affects people and relation it can impede a normal relation among um, autochthonous and migrants. The segregation can be in the working field, can be in the living, um, can be on the schools, can be on um, health services, and it is always something that affects really deeply in, uh, in the lives of people that cannot see an exit strategy from this kind of um, circuit.
When we talk about racism, it is a system, a very complex one, because it starts with a simple difference that can be perceived like the color of the skin, that can be perceived like a different kind of education or a labor market and income difference. But it has so many implications on a criminal injustice system, healthcare system, credit markets, school segregation, housing market. So it is a, a real complex thing that starts just with a physical, maybe, and cultural difference and a working difference that makes things really more difficult than they are. So reflects the emergence of racism and uh, points out on how we are not ready to welcome people in our society, to let them have uh, rights. We just want to have services from this kind of people. So if we think that working in a residential segregation can uh, really affect income in education, employment, uh, we can uh, resume that reducing racial difference uh, can eliminate in segregation. We can completely erase black, white, and diversity differences in very, very different fields. Reducing racial differences in single motherhood, for example, allowing uh, a better education, allowing a better income that becomes a new different life chance, a different possibility that allows people to uh, live freely without uh, fear, their personality, their culture, their identity, with their roots in our countries, because we cut off their culture and their roots they are not allowed to express emotion, feelings. They just give us services and give us um, the work we are needing, but we don't want to listen about them. So it can be a real powerful instrument to let them express their culture. Why race matters? Because cultural racism locks up people in enclaves. This is um, not a simple question because if your father is a farmer, you will be working in the fields. You are not allowed to have a good education to go abroad, to cultivate yourself, to have a huge culture. You have no time. You just need to work and to replace your father. Because the enclave and the ethnicization work express the emarginalization of culture. So it's deeply embedded in our culture, in our identity, that is contrastive against migrants and creates a new kind of slavery. Because when people are trapped and have no rights and cannot raise their voice, they are forced to follow the rules uh, without replying to it. And it's not uh, possible in 2023 to leave such a situation. We have to remind that race is a socially constructed concept. So it 
does real exist in nature. So racism is prejudice and discrimination. When we see a worker, we just add discrimination to another kind of discrimination. So a racial discrimination plus an economic one, plus an emarginalization discrimination, because that kind of worker that is a migrant is a poor, is living in a poor quarter of the city, cannot reach all the services, and so uh, when his life uh, is like the hell, we face uh, the, the situation of a structural racism that is the way in which the joint operation of institutions produce racialized outcomes because we are getting used to this kind of normality and it is um, like normal to us to accept it and to just suggest migrants and poor people just to stay in the line and wait for us to drop out uh, something for them. So the trauma of racism is a a cultural adverse, emotional, physiological, health, economic and social effect of racism in the lives of people that can just um, give rise to violence and violence for Galino, that is an Italian sociologist, just mean the end of a dialogue. If I don't talk to you and you don't talk to me, the normal evolution of our relation will be violence because we are not allowed to use any other instrument to confront ourselves. We are just in a power relation in which I will show my power, my rights, my economic power. You will not be allowed to speak up for yourself, to ask for a different position, to ask to be recognized, and your difference will be a stigma in our society, and you will not be allowed to go out from your um, circuit. In times of this kind of perpetual oppression made up of our culture that um, make possible segregation, music is a free space in which people can express their feelings, uh, like in the jazz, all the traditional music of black people, in slavery, it becomes a mere to fight oppression and racist system, to ask for rights, to let them have a creative thought, a creative life, because we always think that art, music, painting, and the personal expression are some luxury expression just rich autochthonous people can have. We are so proud of very well-educated people expressing feelings, but we are not ready maybe to to listen poor people or uh, uneducated people or migrants express their feelings and the rage and the isolation or giving room for a direct protest, we need to to make more room for people to express feeling 
if we don't want to have a violent uh, society. Every day working from seven to seven. All I see is hardship, hardship. All I see is hardship, hardship. All I see is hardship. I don't choose to live in the gutter. I don't choose to live in. So here we are. We are trapped in here, in hell, in the whitewash. When uh, I could um, have the chance to make some interviews to the Bracianti Orchestra, they told me the perception of their identity totally changed when they started um, singing and playing music because they were no more perceived like uh, slaves, but uh, as people who can have a different kind of life who were educated, who had some gift maybe, who could sing well and, um, and play well and get paid for it. So they were whitewashed. They were accepted like people who had something more than the others. And that was quite astonishing for them because their friends, their brothers and sisters still in the fields could accept uh, this new kind uh, of uh, relation because they were left behind from their friends who had uh, the fortune to be able to play and to have a space for themselves and to be called by Italians to play in parties and uh, other um, places. So they had the possibility to start a new life. But they are trying to, to fight for the other who are still in the camps, in the fields, and uh, cannot express their um, rage and um, sadness. So we need to figure out that uh, in order to listen to the music, to people, we had to focus on an anti-racism concept. Because just to, to read this sentence, to be anti-racist is to think nothing is behaviorally wrong or right, inferior or superior, with any of the racial group. Whenever the anti-racist see individuals behaving positively or negatively, the anti-racist sees exactly that individuals behaving positively or negatively, not representatives of all races. To be anti-racist is to derisalize behavior, to remove the tattooed stereotype from every racialized body. Behavior is something humans do, not races do. We forget that races uh, is a concept totally invented by human in a power model. So we cannot just say that uh, these singers and players are better and are different from their native groups, because this is a racist thought. Because when they are welcomed in some festival, music festival and whatsoever, and uh, researchers and journalists are asking to talk with them. They feel like they are perceived differently, like an exception in their group. They are not like the other. So it's like uh, 
when white people say, I'm not racist, but I know a very nice person from Nigeria. And this is the most racist thing a person can say. It's like, uh, I found the error. I was so lucky I met him. Uh, but this is not the normality of things. So the rules for a new kind of dialogue, for sure, is to assume that each of us is coming from a place, but we are all working to achieve a common goal. We are in a, a modern contemporary society. We all are contributing to the common goals and well-being, constructing um, even uh, the common goods. We need music, we need food, we need services. So why some of us are less recognized from the others? Just because they make less money? Just because they're from another country? This is the question. We need to allow the expression of feelings, views, and experiences without feeling oppressed or offended by it. Because every person can have roots uh, wherever they, they had, and they have to reshape themselves in another context, and this a real hard weight. We just need to describe behaviors and viewpoints, but not people, not in a rationalized way, not in a marketable way. Um, fashion. So we had to uh, start new, with new eyes, looking and listening to people, to what they can give us. Because when we talk about identity, we always forget identity is like a race, a social invention. We are so complex. Uh, we are uh, contradictory people. We are full of so many question that are not really in line with the identity we profess we have. Uh, so why we don't allow people to express themselves and to just recognize their human being, they, they need to, to be respected, they have rights, the same we have, the same that we should ask for when we are abroad, or in a different country. Of course, music uh, can save us. And uh, we can uh, think about uh, uh, starting a new kind of relation uh, with uh, people uh, and migrants. Uh, but we need to reconceptualize identity, relation, um, recognition in the sense of belonging. Because when we think about community, we always forget that the sense of belonging is not something that we can choose by ourselves, but it's very important just to listen and to open our hearts. Where does the orchestra perform? The orchestra performs in Italy for the moment because uh, 
they need much money to to go here and there because they are 10 and they have families and they have some restriction with their work because they still work in the fields when they are not working they are going to festivals and things like that yeah the music is partly improvised because uh, i had to to confess that uh, not all the, the the players can um, can read music uh, they are uh, they don't um, uh, play like uh, western people uh, after five years solfeggio and whatever so maybe they just use their ears and their hearts and they can improvise a lot because they, they cannot read and they don't need to do it there's no need to uh, to know back of course you can you can listen you can uh, appreciate maybe if you have time but uh, we we have to go outside our eurocentric uh, point of view because every kind of culture has its uh, meaningful uh, point uh, and we need to make room to to make some question because we need more force and more life we are boring and we are bored of ourselves um, and this is very inspiring and forceful so my, my question is connected to the word that you used a lot, which was identity. And I, I loved everything you said. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. It's fabulous. So I'm, I'm Scottish and Italian and my PhD was between Scotland and Italy. And right. one thing I really noticed that a, a big difference is that here in Scotland, we have a refugee integration strategy, which is written and promoted by the Scottish government, which calls people new Scots. So they're given an identity of belonging by the name of New Scots. And of course, it's not perfect. But in, and in Italy, when I, I lived there and when I was doing my fieldwork there, I really noticed that people, would, people who are white Italians would say, oh, yeah, an Italian guy and talk about this Italian guy. And then they would say, oh, and then a ragazzo, which is like not an adult respectful term. Or a Africano, like an African boy or an African kid, um, because the person was black, but the person was maybe born in Italy and brought up oh. in Italy and went to school in Italy. But there was this real sense of identity being defined by skin color, and there wasn't the actual terminology for things mm -hmm. like New Scots. So someone who was, you know, white was assumed to be Italian, but maybe they were Spanish or Greek. But someone who was black was assumed to be a ragazza stracomunitario or, you know, a non belonging yeah. to the Italian identity person. And I wonder if in your work you're noticing that the sharing and the making of music is in some way an overcoming of this really deeply seated kind of racism within even language that we sadly have in Italy um, that seems to be so difficult to eradicate. Okay. Um... Like in terms of identity and the actual language, do you know, are they... Are the people in all the whole orchestra called musicians all together? Or you know, are they Italian musicians and non-Italian musicians? How how is identity labeled? They are, they are defining them, themselves like workers. Workers. Just workers because they are Italians and they are foreigners too, but all of them are working in the fields, so they define themselves like workers. This is the, the common uh, thing. 
But in Italy, you know, maybe that we had so many intruders in the history. So Mm -hmm. we have a long history with the Arabs uh, and uh, um, non-Mediterranean people. And we always more or less call them Moroccan, even Mm -hmm. if they're not Moroccan at all, even if they're the Pakistan or from uh, Mm -hmm. Peru. It's not uh, politically correct. Of course, but um, the expression of, of difference is not always, I think, but help me and correct me, please, if uh, I'm not saying right. Sometimes the underlying a difference without a feeling of racism, of aggression, of violence, or discrimination can be something good. Mm. Because uh, mm, the new Scottish, uh, new, is a, mm. is the bad word. Maybe uh, they will be like in France or in, in other country, like third or fourth generation of migrants. That is so awful. Fourth generation of people always have lived there and never been in Africa or Pakistan or whatever. And they are still four generation mm. or new Scottish. But if I just say, hey, African guy, you have something more, maybe something marvelous, some astonishing, something beautiful, more than just an Italian. It's a matter of perception of differences. Mm-hmm. If you feel differences like the first step of discrimination, that is the difference. If you see difference like the normality of things, it won't allow you to be violent. Because I always focused on um, identity and uh, recognition and belonging, uh, like the same relation. If uh, I feel I have a strong identity, I'm trying to protect myself and my identity against you. But if my identity is an open system because it is, if you study psychology, you know that your identity is made up of your history and your relations. It's made up of your mother, of your friends, of your hobbies, of your trips abroad. So your identity is what your life's about. When you face differences, but you don't perceive it like an attack, to your culture that is always changing because even identity is always on the move. Mm-hmm. You are not the same person you were two years ago or 10 years ago. You are always you. changing. But when we focus and we convince ourselves, we are a stable, a rational, right thing. And what is not me is different and is dangerous and is an attack mm-hmm. to myself. This is the, um, how diversity, racism, violence are born. Mm-hmm. And if we think that uh, European laws on integration and is uh, like uh, 2004, so like 20 years ago, they talk about uh, resident, not citizen. Mm-hmm. So we need to um, reshape our place in the world 
we had to um, figure out that the people who live together and not citizens, because the new Scottish are new citizens. So they pay taxes, they have roots, and they have rights. But people who live with me in Scotland, maybe, and are not new Scottish, they don't have rights. If we focus on residents, I think it could be better. Because even the worker that stay in Italy, in the southern part of Italy, picking up strawberries in the field for three months in a year, has to assess rights to health services, to education, not to be exploited. He needs it. I need to live in a, that kind of a world. Thank you. We have a question by Hiab Johannes. How is race understood in the Italian juridical political landscape? Apparently, uh, race uh, is not uh, an issue in uh, Italian juridical political landscape because it's never recalled. But of course, we have uh, problems uh, in the run for uh, uh, resources. So there are some ethnicized work or ethnicized ghettos or we use marginalization like a cage in which people cannot pick up the choice to change their lives. Uh, the social elevator is completely stuck and this is a very complicated situation because even if you are born in Italy, you are not Italian. We have not, uh, this is uh, the use sanguinis. You are Italian by blood, not by, by, by birth. So you can apply after 18 years and you have normally to wait like five, 10 years to be recognized like Italian. And it's very sad. But this is a way to stop people getting the better jobs, better position that native born from Italian people. I can say that uh, from the Southern Italy philosophers uh, it were born the idea of happiness in a citizenship. But Filangeri went to, to Paris and talked with all the philosophers of the time after um, French Revolution. And after all the talks and all the chat on happiness, like uh, the real thing that could matter in a citizenship, they choose not to add it uh, in our constitution because it was quite dangerous. Because when people are happy and they're meant to be happy and it is a right, it can be uh, the first step for anarchy, maybe. Only um, American picked up this idea and Franklin wrote it uh, in the constitution, but it was a, a Neapolitan idea to focus on uh, happiness. But why can, can be our society happy today? Why can we express our feelings and our position and evaluate people not in relation to their jobs, to their housing, to their education? classical education, because culture and education are different things. Thank you, Isabella. Now we have a question by Tawana Sitoli. 
he says, thanks, Isabella. I'm wondering about the role of music as a language, how it enables or not a different way of relating with each other, how maybe it is allowing some different route towards understanding and integration. Of course, uh, it enables a uh, um, different way of relating because when you see the gift of a, a person who play a sing like nobody else, everyone is always moved. And we discovered that uh, it is not a luxury thing we can allow just to our rich guys, uh, national born uh, people. It is just a way of expression. We, we need to let people absolutely it was um, Bella. Maybe uh, remember about my previous presentation some year ago. Psychiatrist from uh, from Germany uh, wrote down a very interesting paper. People and migrants uh, coming from um, African countries uh, more than others are in real need to express themselves through art and not. Uh, with listening to language courses and uh, uh, law courses and whatever, because if you suffer post-traumatic stress, if you suffer from marginalization, if you suffer attacks from for your cultural identity, you have uh, not the, the means to, to reshape your life uh, and to have... Uh, uh, the strength to face everything. You need time just to take contact with your roots, with your present environment, and start something new. Language and art are the same thing. Of course, it's the basis for integration. Because if, if we don't think about economy, about money, about position and power for a moment, and we just focus on the infinite quality of a human being, we can see the beauty and the power of expression. That is really amazing. When you start to see people change their faces in a concert, it's very touching. Because you see people that maybe are paying 10 euros to listen to the concert for charity reasons and are quite fed up with good things, but they go there because it's politically correct and it's very nice. And they can tell friends that they were with a Barchanti orchestra. But after 10 minutes, they start dancing, they start chatting. They start drinking uh, with players uh, and a new kind of relation can start, a new possibility of relation. Another question by Esa. Thinking of your work in the context of the first article of the Italian constitution, Italy is a republic founded on labor work. Does this reinforce what you do somehow? I think that the Italian constitution, like quite every constitution in modern era, is based on the idea that the individual, the, the fantastic, rational, Cartesian man, is empowered and has to be the homo faber, 
the man that with his hand changes destiny and gains the world and can be autonomous but isolated because he has to do it by himself. He cannot ask for anybody for no help at all because if I ask for help, I'm not enough. This is the real damage we made with enlightenment that we are constructed people in modern era that are always talking about power and isolation and money. So work is the only, as you really well say, Esa, when a migrant is integrated in the economic system, is recognized for his position. So is uh, okay, he's a Nigerian, like I said before, just not to change a uh, country, but he's very good. He's a very good worker. He paid taxes so I can be my friend, maybe. Or I can allow him to be my neighbor. I don't think it's enough. Thank you. That's really interesting. I was just going to be Hiab's voice for a second there because he put a comment in the chat. He says... Thank you, Isabella, first of all. Your conceptualization of music reminds me of this quote from Achille Mbembe's on the post-colony. Music has always been a celebration of the ineradicability of life in a long life-denying history. It is the genre that has historically expressed in the most haunting way a raging desire not only for existence, but more importantly for joy in existence. Any final questions? I know Daniel's got some sound issues in his cafe in London, so I'm just going to jump in there and ask. <laughs> we have time for maybe one more. <laughs> An effective emotional question from Adam. How do you keep going when or if the pressures of the external world feel overwhelming? Yeah, I think um, we all need to learn how to express ourselves how to express even the feeling of pressure, even the, the feeling of stress or denial over marginalization. Because if you think that blues, jazz, and um, so many kinds of music are, are the expression of the deepest sadness in the world, of the slavery, and this is so powerful and amazing, we can take all the shit of our lives and make something really great. So we have to point our feet to, to the ground and to, to express the life with all these colors. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you so much, Isabella. Thank you so much. Shukran. Grazie. Tapaliv. Totenda, thank you for listening to this episode. For the full show notes and for more information about our work, please visit bit.ly forward slash UNESCO underscore Ryla.